Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Smack him a gob and bang, bang, pizza skulls in his eye. Mark Alden Taylor. And with me is... Hello, I am Lee Zilla. <laughs> I'm drunk. Lee's drunk. We're funny. Yeah, listen. <laughs> no, Lee, Lee lately has been fucking attacking Mark because Mark likes all, you know, all that stuff, whatever stuff. You know, Lee Lee gets mad lately a lot at people that don't know these bands that nobody knows. Nobody listens to Jody Grind. Why not? <laughs> you listen to Bullet Points, but not Jody Grind. Lee, man, if you're listening, bro, seriously, you take these Bullet Boy fans serious, you're going to go crazy, dude. Just ignore the Bullet Boy fans and listen yeah. to Jody Grind. I yeah, like Jody Grind more than fucking Bullet Boys. I, I'm a Bullet Boy fan. Don't take me seriously. Yeah. Yeah, you'll find out later how much of a Bullet Boy fan he is with, with the review we're going to do. Oh, yes. Oh, yin and yang. Oh, and, my God. It's all our faithful listeners. You know, look. Ian and I love you more. Ian may love you a little more, but I still love you a lot. And I want to let you all know, before we get into this interview, uh, this review, where one of us obviously hates it and one of us thinks it's a masterpiece, do not think this will lead to another breakup of the show because I didn't care and 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 Ian didn't care that we uh, about our opinions on Tool. That had nothing to do with, uh, with a breakup. So relax, my, our little million minions. You're kind of dumb, but that's cool. We still <laughs> love you. That's Ian doesn't think you're kind of dumb. That's why Ian loves you a little more than me. But I love dumb people. <laughs> he I loves get educated. <laughs> Shout out to Lee Gersman. <laughs> Hello, Ralph. <laughs> Here they are. <laughs> oh my God! It, it's Fourth of July weekend. I'm, I'm very happy because I'm not on call. I've got an extra day off, and I am getting drunk. Woo! Having a I'm, good time. Yeah, I'm sober. I'm having a good time with my 30-pack of Pat Blue Ribbon. Really? Yeah, because you, you can't get Rolling Rock during the the uh, this uh, post-pandemic world. What kind Are, of communist shit is that? Yeah, I don't know. You know well, that's wait, 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 wait. Back up. Why can't you get Rolling Rock at this uh Why? Why? What's the reason? I have no fucking idea. There's all kinds of weird shit that you haven't been able to get as easily since the pandemic and rolling rocks one of them i mean the the bar i live above has a hard time getting rolling rock uh the store across the street has a hard time getting rolling rock <laughs> but not pabst blue ribbon <laughs> yeah a beer that come on let's not bullshit each other that shit never won a blue ribbon <laughs> yeah it did yeah it no, did it yeah, it did not in a major city not in a major t- taste test but at some 4-H meeting somewhere in, uh, you know, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. 
Yeah. They've got a flu ribbon. Yeah, at a strip club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was... Yep. <laughs> strip club. But, uh, there, there's uh, there's more chicks than teeth in that place, and I'm talking about the strippers. They got a strip club like that around here. It, it's called um, the Broken Wheel. <laughs> what a name for a strip club. That's a strip. See, I don't like going to strip clubs. I never did. Even then, when I, you know, the only reason I ever been to strip clubs is because of friends. Let's go to strip club. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But I feel like such a sucker in there, you know. But right. yeah, I, I've never been one to go. But if there was a strip club down here called the Broken Wheel, I'd probably be a regular. <laughs> that sounds awesome. You know, there's probably like one-legged strippers and shit. <laughs> Yeah, you'd go there on chicken wing night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you take chicken wings and get free lap dances. As the as the strippers gum the chicken wings. Down to the bone. Look at that, man. Ian is drunk and I'm sober and we're funny. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, man, fuck it. I had to get drunk to review the album we're doing uh today. But uh before that We've got some reviews to read, and uh, we we got a uh, we got a bad one. There's a little bit of repercussions uh, from my anti-French stance. Oh my God! Oh yeah! I didn't think that many people would listen to that episode. Damn it, Ian! I shouldn't have told you to add that poison at the fucking stadium show. This guy might have not listened to it. Yeah, well, apparently either he's a Poison fan or a Galactic Cowboy uh, fan from France. Or from France. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, no, it's definitely French. Oh, boy. Uh, you, you can tell because the whole review the yeah. whole review is written in baby talk. Yeah, I was about to say, Ian, do me a favor. Can you read it in baby talk? <laughs> oh, it oh, God. Uh so this is on YouTube. This is a one-star review from Frenchy LePew. I'm sorry, Frenchy LePew. LePew. Yeah, one star, and he simply says, "Goo goo goo, ga 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 ga," is all I want to say to you. Oh wow, he's a police yeah. fan. One star, yeah, he's a police fan, but not a fan of us. So yeah, all my said friendship, but I'll, I'll I'll join in now. Fuck it, I'll have maybe too. Yeah, fuck the French. Yeah, I am a frog. <laughs> Is that good? But we do have a, uh, I, I think it's a decent review on Podbean from Mark D. I don't know if the D stands for Dick Dingleberry. Or Mark Daly. I think it might stand for Mark Daly. Yeah, I think, I think all three apply. <laughs> he says, and I quote, Hey guys, just wanted to give you guys a shout out. Keep up the great work and thank you for the advice on how to organize my iPod. My Van Halen and Van Hagar has been separated. The original six are classic and should never be mixed with Van Hagar. But alas, what do I do with Best of Volume 1? Well, first of all, Mark, I want to say thank you for, for the nice uh, comment. And I have the perfect solution to this uh, because I did the same thing on my iTunes. I took the best of volume one and I erased 
all of the tracks, but the two new ones with Dave, because you, you know you got you got the good stuff on the other albums already, and who needs all that Sammy shit? No one, not a fucking soul. So you erase every track except for Me Wise Magic and can't get the stuff no more, and that that's how you do that. Yeah, um, let me ask you, Ian, as a fellow, we may have a lot of differences. Yeah. But fuck all our differences, dude. We both have that extreme hatred for Sammy Hagar, which yes, eliminates sir. all the shit that we dislike and like about each other's music. Right. We, we are bonded by the hatred of Sammy Hagar. Now, and here's the French. Million, and the French. Well, I'm, I'm trying. You got to educate me more to hate the French because I really want to. All right, but here's my here's what I, I want to say. As a fellow Hagar hater, like yes. myself, yes. that we are pure six-pack, different kind of truth Van Halen fans. Yes, sir. Would you ever, in a million years, ask people if you should add Van Hagar to your iPod? No, because that's just common fucking sense. <laughs> exactly. It's like asking... Hey, there's a live wire over there. Should I go bite on it? Yeah. Like, hey, should I bear back Terrence's mom? No. no. Uh, you know. Hey, hey, I'm a Floridian, and there's a big alligator in the street. Shall I go pimp slap it? Yes. That 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 is definitely what you call. Hey, look at me! Look at me! <laughs> that's that, that's an attention grabber. And oh man! What, what's time. fucked up? What's fucked up? Is, I, I love you, Mark. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. Uh, the attention grabber has been copyrighted by Mark Alden Taylor. <laughs> yeah, he so, is, he is the the what is what, what uh, the apostle? Is that the name? <laughs> I, I believe it's pronounced asshole. Um, <laughs> He's the asshole to Mark Alden Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anytime you do an attention grabbing uh, post. You have to pay Mark Allen Taylor money. He yeah. has perfected it. He is the king of it. Uh, you know, to post, you know, something like that. And they go, what? What? Why all the hate? <laughs> what did I do? It was uh, a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I love I love both Marks. I love both Marks. Uh, you know, but yeah, you do shit like that. That's like, I'm leaving this Facebook page. But not until people comment that I'm leaving this page, you know. You're 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 fishing for attention. You want a negative reaction, and when you get it, you're like, what? What? <laughs> oh my god. I, I love you, man. Maybe maybe, it, maybe it's something about the name Mark. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's his name. I think he's such a fan of Mark and copied his name. Kinda like what that Eric guy did with our podcast, RMC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well well, don't be a skin mark. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> if you're looking for attention, just just you know, in that email, CC Mark Alvin Taylor because you're gonna have to pay him. Yeah, he owes him about I don't know, like eleven grand by now. <laughs> yeah, but but thank you, Mark. Uh, you know, I, I should say copy Mark. <laughs> yeah, copy Mark. Yeah, not copyright. Copy Mark. Copy Mark uh, <laughs> for for leaving the comment. We appreciate it. But you knew what to do right away. You, you knew to fucking delete all that fucking Hagar shit anyway. You know, but you made the post. I get it. You get attention. Yeah. You're you know. bored. Yeah, Godspeed. <laughs> now go listen to Mark. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go listen to Mark and feel better about yourself. That's grab what I that, do. Grab that thick-ass notebook that you're taking notes on. How to be Mark Alden Taylor. Yeah. Whenever I feel like, man, I, I'm just, my life is going nowhere. I listen to Freeform Rock Podcast, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, we just plugged the um, the Freeform uh, Podcast. Mark gets really upset, though he later says he's joking, but... Yes. I was telling Ian before the show that last night I came home late and he put up a new episode on YouTube and he was screaming. I know, Mark, you're going to say you were joking. But listen to that episode. Yeah, I'm giving you hits, man. He didn't sound like he was joking when he was screaming at people. Why do you plug the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast and not mine? Me and Lee are drunk and funny. <laughs> I'm funny, damn it. <laughs> and and we're, we're goofing on Mark, but we do love Mark. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, man. I mean, look, I, I said it to him, and I don't, you know, I don't hide shit from people, man. Mark is a guy that <clears throat> I know he'll say, "Oh, it's getting better." I don't know, man. Go, go look at the numbers. There's, it's not something other people would stick with year after year with that many listeners. And I got to give it to him; he won't give up, and that. I got to applaud him for that, man. Yeah, I, did, I did tell him this myself. It ain't something I wouldn't save his face. So, I mean, I, he is coming to rocking party set. So we get to hang with Mark. Well, you know, you know, he took cues from his idol, Sammy Hagar. People have been telling ha Sammy Hagar he sucks since the 70s. But he keeps going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to get to Sammy, too. You know, Sammy's never met a casino he didn't like. You know? <laughs> oh, man. I saw this... Uh, I think it was Mark Daly that put this up, actually. Sammy Hagar just played a rooftop in Vegas, right? Right. And you look down the street, and it was like 30 people. It was fucking pathetic. <laughs> and they were all asking for directions. Yeah, they were all saying, that's not Diamond Dave. <laughs> I want to hear Van Halen. Yeah. Uh -oh. Not Michael Anthony singing Van Halen, please, God. Have you seen some of that atrocity? He's oh, doing, yeah. talking about love and Unchained. Oh man! Yeah. Oh fuck! It's it's like a Sammy Hagar show isn't bad enough. Yeah. You know you know you finally hear some good songs, and then it, then it's Michael Anthony. You know, yeah. great great as a background singer. With you know? Eddie. With Eddie. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Mark. I don't think he can do it as good without Eddie. Well, I, I mean, you know, and he's probably getting up there just like anybody else. You know, but. uh you know, it just goes to show you got to throw out some songs people actually want to hear. You know, and and I I love that fucking Sammy won't sing it because yeah. he can't because he can't. First of all, he can't pull it off. I don't give a fuck. You know, I don't give a fuck if you're uh, Rob Halford in his prime. Nobody can pull off David Lee Roth but David Lee Roth. Nobody else has that swagger and that fucking attitude. The organic nature that only exists inside of one human being. We all have that organic nature. Yes. But I would rather listen to fucking Roth than Pavarotti. And I would rather listen to J.B. Roth today doing those classic Van Halen songs with that voice he has today over how Mike <laughs> sings it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just not good. Yeah, not good at all. Not good at all. But speaking of not good at all, 
uh, let's get into the news. We got some more drama in uh, Stadium Tour land. Oh, boy. What's going on? Oh, oh poor, poor people in Nashville, including Dick Twakins, but not Chris Sinzak. I'm so proud of Chris Sinzak. I'm so proud of Chris. Oh, he didn't go? No, he didn't go. And, you know, he's been getting in trouble for calling out Kiss on some bullshit. I mean, he's been getting attacked online. It's it's terrible. Ah, he's a rookie compared to me. Go look at my YouTube page. <laughs> it's but, uh, Central over there. But Dick Twakins traveled from, where, where the fuck's he live? Like, fucking um, Missouri or Kentucky or some Kentucky. Fucking, he lives in yeah. Kentucky. I'm a yeah. fan, so I know this shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wild Ride should have been, uh, or Wild Stallions, whatever the fuck, man. They wild. should have been opening up the, the show. Wild Ride. Wild Ride, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no poison because Brett Michaels went in the hospital. And, you know, holy shit, you got Tommy Lee's ribs, you got Brett Michaels going in the hospital. And apparently, I think tonight they're playing in uh, your beloved Florida in Jacksonville. Oh, no, that's only eight miles away. If I leave now, I can make it. Yeah. Uh, he says he's going to do his best. But, uh, you know, everybody be patient because he is singing Poison songs. Yeah, no shit. But, but you know, again, Poison showing, uh, you know, much more enthusiasm and excitement than the other two bands. So. And, and the guy's in the hospital for a day. And look, he's back the next the next show. How many, yeah. how many fucking days did Tommy go with those fake broken ribs? <laughs> oh, man, I saw some videos online about that shit, too, about there's no way he has broken ribs. And and they were also talking about all the conspiracy theories of, uh, you know, Vince, uh, you know, beating him up and shit like that. It was funny, in one video I watched, the guy's like, there's no way Vince could beat up fucking Tommy Lee. And I'm like, really? I think Vince would beat the shit out of Tommy Lee. I think so, too. Yeah, I don't give a fuck how old, how fat Vince is. Vince just has that fucking attitude and is and is scrappy. And, and I don't think, you know, Vince would take an ass whooping before he'd take a fucking, you know, he'd back down to anybody. Yeah, he, he, just had, he yeah. has that attitude, you know. And he's, I, not, he's nuts. Yeah. Think about it. Kid Rock kicked fucking Tommy Lee's ass. And, and, and you know Vince still beat Kid Rock's ass? Oh, yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, I still don't think that's it. But what the um, what what this other video brought up that I do think there's probably a lot more validity to, and granted, I, I know nothing, but it just makes more sense to me, is saying that there was a fight between uh, Vince and Tommy. Like a, ver a verbal altercation, you know, where Tommy was giving him shit about his his weight and his voice and in shape and they got into an argument and it's basically Tommy Pouty. Um, you know, and oh fuck this shit. But Tommy has to play so much in order to get paid. Which would very much explain like okay, he comes out, does a couple of songs, then he's gone and now miraculously he can do a whole show with four broken ribs. Yeah. But, so I'm much more inclined to believe something like that. Like there's just some fighting, you know, backstage and Tommy did what he did, you know, to get money. 
you know, and then whatever they smoothed it out or, you know, whatever happened. But I buy all of that shit more than the broken ribs and the fall and, and Vince beating up Tommy. I don't think any of that, that should happen. But I, I do think there was probably an argument, probably a fight. And Tommy did just what he had to do to get paid. What do you think? Well, I think the, the only guy in the fucking band that's Motley Crue is Vince. You know? He don't give a fuck. He lost a little weight, not enough. He's still winded. I saw a clip today of the Nashville show doing same old situation. Oh, boy. Not that I'm a fan of that fucking song, but my God, did Vince struggle there. I heard it was bad. I, I saw I saw reviews written online for people who attended the show, and uh, they said, Oh, this is great. There's nothing like 80s music. I was a little disappointed by Vince Neil. <laughs> you know? No, like, believe me, the people... I, I, I know one guy that doesn't like Poison. He said, dude, Mot and he likes Motley Crue. Well, you know, like me, like somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, dude, they were so bad that even Poison was better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it last week from the clips I saw. You know, God damn it. Poison was just at least trying. You, you know? know, did you see this was funny? It was the first show, uh, the uh, the cell phone footage of the first show when Tommy first came out and said that he had broken ribs. Did you see? Hear the talk, either the guy holding the phone or the guy next to the guy on the phone. He goes, this is a fucking clown show. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, you got to see it. It was like from the first show when he first did it. And you hear the guy on the cell phone. This is a fucking clown show. And he says it like three times in a row while Tommy's up there going, yo, I broke my rib. This is a fucking clown show. What is this? <laughs> well, well, you hear it from the people at the show, you know. You know, I, I saw a comment today on Blabbermouth, uh, which usually is good for nothing, but guy brought up a point. He's like, 2022, the year of canceled tours, you know, and, and, and tour drama. I don't know if you saw this, but Whitesnake just canceled their tour altogether. Yeah, yeah and I'm supposed to see them soon. With Well, not soon, like three months from now. So hopefully well, they'll be back on the road. Right. Well, they, they canceled the European leg. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if the tour will extend, but... You know, between uh, Coverdale's problems, Tommy Aldridge's problems, and that, that's the thing you got to think of. Everybody's hey, going out. Hey, by the way, Red Beach missed a couple shows. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's right. But uh, here's the thing. We're all going to see senior citizens play a rock and roll show. Yeah. You know, I mean, all these guys, you know, almost all of them are in their late 50s, if not early 60s, and some in their 70s. You know, I, I think Coverdale's like 69 or 70, you know. So, you know, and it, it's kind of sad and it, may, it makes me think like, wow, we're really, we're really at the end here. And I think it's funny, uh, you know, I talked about the, the Joe Jackson show I went to a couple weeks ago where I was, you know, I was the teenager there at 48 years old. And, you know, you, you look at the crowds for this Motley Crue tour you know, it's you know, soccer moms at best and up. The only the only reason you're seeing younger people there is because their parents drug them or their grandparents. You know, so we're really at the end of uh, of those kind of shows, I think. Yeah, you know, we're watching. We're watching like a sad ending to 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 our rock. You know, mm -hmm. people just can't stop. Yeah, yeah. They need to pay pay their bills. You know. 
And it doesn't matter how shitty they are, man, really. You know, people will flock to see them knowing. I mean, come on. Who has a worse reputation than fucking uh, Vince Neil and Paul Stanley? And people still flock to see that shit, you know? Yeah. And then I just saw a couple days ago, uh, Pink Floyd's getting ready to sell their catalog for like $500 million or something like that. You're seeing all these artists sell their catalogs. Like, they know it's the end, <laughs> you know? It's the end of fucking days, and they're going to get paid out. And uh, I, I think it's kind of funny you see these, you know, these companies buying all the, the, the song publishing and stuff, because really, who's going to give a shit even 10 years from now? You no, know, but, you know, you, I, I read that article on Pink Floyd. They were offered $100 million for oh, the catalog. It? But yeah. what happened, they raised the price because they found out they were selling millions in Boston. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But, you know, Terrence's dad's going to die sometime. Yeah, that Amazon's going to go kaput. But, I, I, I mean, seriously, you see these companies shelling out these millions and millions for these artists' catalog. But really, who's going to give a shit soon? I, I just, I don't see the younger generation really embracing uh, older music the way we did. Yeah, So I've said it before, we had a good run. We had a better run than any music, really. Because remember, oh, yeah. you know, when I was in the, in the 70s, 40 years before the 70s, you know math more than me. Yeah. <laughs> 30s? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, who the I, fuck was listening to '30s music when I in in the '70s and '80s? You know what I mean? But you know, we still have kids see it, listen to this shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, but not not on the grand scale. Not like well, no, you know, I know it's dying out, but we had a good run. Mm-hmm. We had a damn good run. Where all these bands that we grew up on are you know doing fake farewell tours where they're packing stadiums and arenas and you know. Fuck it, we had a good fucking run. Right, but think about it. Ten years from now, these companies that are buying these songs, okay, so now you can license it for a fucking Lincoln commercial, you know, or whatever the fuck you want to do. But it's it's got a shelf life. Who's going to give a fuck, you know? Nobody. In, in, in the long run, I, I mean, you know, at first I, I was really sad to see all these, you know, artists that I hold in high esteem sell the rights to the catalog i'm like oh my god you're just you, you know what could happen you know but what's gonna happen and they're gonna get this this crazy payout that will make sure their great 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 grandchildren never have to get a fucking job but i mean what are you gonna do with that shit nope nobody's buying fucking records anymore you know what what, what are you gonna do with this shit i don't know no, that's what that's what I've been saying all along with all these people selling all that music. I was like, it's a smart-ass move. Nobody, You're not going to make that kind of re- revenue the rest of your life. You're not going to make $500 million from Pink right. Floyd the rest of your life. And, you know, especially Pink Floyd. They're up there. Get right. $500 million now before you check out and make sure your family's secure. I think it's a great idea because by the time your great-great-great-great-grandkid, you know... Uh, by then, who knows? Maybe even fucking streaming will be a, a eliminated. It'll be another way of ripping artists off, and nobody pays for anything. You know what I mean? So it's right. like sell it, 
sell it now while you can. Molly Crew did for like 25 million, man, they were smart. Cause you know that shit's gonna fucking die out. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 way faster than Pink Floyd, let me tell you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, way faster than a lot of these artists. I mean, God, that anybody would, would wanna buy their catalog is shocking to me. You know, but what, what are you going to do is, you know, here, kickstart my heart on some commercial for the next 10 years, and then nobody's going to give a shit. Then, you know, the the, the target audience that they're going to be going for, they're going to be, it's going to be 90s shit, you know, because then they'll be the old people. And then they'll try to, you know, target that shit to make them reminisce and buy something. It's fucking ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel bad for the people in Nashville, you know, for two reasons. One, you know, you suckers didn't get to hear Poison, and two, you had to hear Tommy Lee. And uh, have you heard anything? Is he doing the retarded drum solo on this tour? I don't think he is, no. Oh, okay. Well, you lucked out there. Yeah. You lucked out there. You don't have to hear his techno fucking drum solo. I don't know. What's worse? His techno drum solo... Or when he gets the mic and goes out there and he's like Tommy G. Yeah. Oh my God. And you got to hear Saints of Los Angeles and the dirt. Oh. And and, and and at some selected shows, you get Machine Gun Kelly. And on other shows, they pipe in his raps. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh. Or, or you sit there and you hear fucking songs off of Diamond Star Halos by Death Leopard. Oh, oh my God. Oh man, that album. Oh, I thought it was so funny. Uh, I saw this review of the Nashville show, and uh, they were complaining about that. You know, like, nobody wants to hear these new songs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even want to hear the old songs. Well, but, they ain't playing old songs. Right. Well, you know what I'm saying. You know, Older. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear the hysteria shit, you know, but you, you got a bunch of chicks with sagging tits that want to hear that shit. I don't yeah. know. I got second tits. I don't want to hear that shit. No, and there's a lot of guys out there with second tits that do want to hear. <laughs> but but enough about Mark Alvin Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you guys! Fuck you! <laughs> I like it. I'm funny. <laughs> go go start some moonshine, buddy. That'll get some hits. Oh man, see that's funny. <laughs> when he snorts that whiskey, that is some funny shit. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, next story. Uh, Born-again Christian Jonathan Kane says we had our freedoms diminished while in the lockdown. Uh, I don't know. We come out of the lockdown, and now you can't even go get an abortion. Or Rolling Rock. Yeah, you can't get Rolling Rock or an abortion. How the fuck is somebody supposed to spend a Saturday night? God damn it. Jonathan you know, in, in the Bible, it says, you know, Satan is the greatest receiver, man. I think Jonathan Cain is, uh, is Satan. He's just uh, to be like this, you know, just to, just to bleed in with the, with the heavy-duty religious people. But that's Satan, man. Look at those eyes. He's got Satan's eyes. Like yeah, a he does. <laughs> They bite you, they roll over white. Oh, yep. my God. And and, yeah. poor, and poor Ross Valerie came back with Jesus, and nobody's listening to him. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about him or Steve Smith. Oh, man. I don't know what the fuck he's got on uh, Neil Sean. 
But he must have signed something in the 80s because Neil Sean can't stand this fucker. And uh, to me, he's the one who ruined fucking Journey with his I, fucking yep. bullshit I mean, I, 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 I do like Escape and Frontiers, but it's missing that extra voice, man. Yeah, Greg Rowley. He was so awesome. And I love I love when he sang songs and did melodies with Steve. To me, those three albums are the best. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, well, the first three without Toucan Sam, because they hate Steve Smith. They call him Toucan Sam. I mean, Steve Perry. They yeah. call him Toucan Sam. I like them. Don't get me wrong. I own all three. They're good proggy stuff. But yeah. no. And when Steve Perry joined those three albums, with Steve Perry and, and Greg Raleigh together, that shit was magic, man. Fuck Jonathan Cain, who fucking had... A lot, a lot of people know this. He had Jeff Scott Soto fired from Journey. Let me tell you. I saw Jeff Scott Soto with Journey. And that guy went up there and he did Jeff Scott Soto as, you know, a, a, a Jeff Scott Soto version. Where, you yeah. know, before him they had Steve Algeri, which was a clone. And then right. they had this uh, little Fili- Filipino kid that's a clone too. Where he, Jeff Scott Soto added, like, something different. You know, but... Not guys, and, and I saw he made posts online where he called him Brown Soto. So there's some racist shit going on there too. Uh, that's our Satan. <laughs> oh God! All right, what else we got here? Uh, <laughs> Motley Crue's Nikki Six celebrates 21 years of sobriety. Yeah, oh yeah, right. And 31 years since he wrote a good song. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, that's an occasion to drink, if you ask me. I love 94, and we all know John Carroll wrote that whole thing. Oh, man. I, I can't stand people uh, celebrating sobriety. Yeah, waiters. Yeah, well, I just find it so self-righteous, you know. Like, oh, okay, you know, you're, you're doing better without drinking. Keep it to yourself, you He's know. He's not, though, you know. I know. Drinking. I, I know, but, you, you know, people act like, oh, God, it's been like this since I've... Uh, who gives a shit? Just admit you can't handle your fucking drugs, you know? You can't handle your fucking uh, liquor. That's nothing to brag about. Yeah. You know what's something, what's something to brag about is Lemmy. Lemmy kept going till the day he fucking died. Okay, brag about that. Brag about 70 fucking years of doing fucking meth. And, and and drinking fucking Jack and Cokes and handling your shit. That's something to brag about. Not like, and, and he did. Yeah. And Lemmy was too cool to brag about it. Yeah. No. No. You know, that that's some pussy shit. Ooh, I'm sober and proud. Who gives he, a shit? He's a fucking light. You know, there was, I tell you, man, I did a deep search for this and I can't find it. But I swear to Black Sabbath, back in 2001, around there... Mick Mars came out online and he said that Nikki Six never died. That whole thing was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you brag? 21 years I've been making my wife come with a vibrator. Yeah, you know? Oh, you fucking hack. Nikki fucking Six. Get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> oh, God. Well, oh, I, mean, I mean, in his defense, Nikki Six does rule. It's that fucking uh, Matthew Trippy that took his place that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's why everything sucks since fucking shout at the devil. Exactly. And, and the Karabi album. <laughs> and, and a little known fact on two unmarked graves 
there's Nikki Sixx and, and Paul McCartney uh, like buried over there in fucking Singapore. Singapore of all places. <laughs> well, next story. Stephen Piercy said he, him and Robin Crosby came close to forming a band with Nikki Six and Tommy Lee. And, uh, wow. Uh, I'm glad that didn't happen because that would have been the worst rat album. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. But apparently, uh, it, it came down to uh, Stephen Piercy wanted a white drummer. Oh. So, yeah. So, I, I didn't know that Stephen Piercy was racist. Oh, I didn't either, man. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but that's you what ever, it was. You ever notice you never seen Stephen Piercy and Jonathan Cain in the same room? Exactly. <laughs> Makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to know how annoying fucking Tommy Lee is, Stephen Piercy's like, yeah, I'll play with Bobby Blotzer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's how annoying Tommy Lee is. All right, what else we got? Oh, God. Now, this is some horrible shit. Guns N' Roses was joined once again by Carrie Underwood to play Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, my God. How fucking lame is that for, for you Guns N' Roses fucking people? Carrie Underwood coming out. That's like, it's like Katy Perry coming out to play uh, Paranoid with Black Sabbath. You know? Oh, my God. Guns N' Roses, what a fucking sham. Where's the new fucking music? You know? Out there touring on the same fucking bullshit. No new music. <coughs> Get the fuck out of here. And when they throw, throw in a new song, it's a cover. Yeah. Oh, my God. They did riff rap recently. I saw that. Wasn't yeah. Uh, no, I think they did Back in Black. Back in Black, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I do not want to hear a fucking twelve member ensemble do fucking back in black. No, I want know? I want Angus back with the superior band and do back in black with A C D C. Yeah. Because that's oh. the greatest thing Axel ever did. Ever yeah. did was that tour with A C D C. Oh, I, I I believe it. I you know, and all the all the stuff that you know, the videos I saw, he did a great job. Not taking anything away from that. He did an amazing job. But, and I got you know, shit, man. That shit was fucking unbelievable you know you go see guns and roses with their three fucking keyboard players playing back in black get the fuck out of here no izzy no guns and roses all right well we already mentioned white snake canceling uh the remainder of their european tour but it's yet to be seen is that the end completely or are they going to try to come back i hope you get a chance to see them well where are you seeing them like at an actual show, or is this? Are they playing like a pre-show before a rock cruise? What the fuck? What, what band? White Snake. No, White Snake's playing with the Scorpions at the uh, Hard Rock. In oh, oh, that reminds me. So glad you brought this up. So, uh, you know, you've been going on and on about this new Scorpions album, Best yeah. Length Since Fucking Blackout or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. So I, I'm listening to shit on, on my phone the other day on random and new Scorpions comes up and I get excited. I was like, okay, cool, man. I gotta, I gotta listen to this shit. And I heard what is quite possibly one of the worst fucking Scorpion songs I've ever heard in my fucking life. What song was it? Hold on. I'm getting there. It was so fucking bad. I was like, you know, this shit makes fucking, uh, Savage amusement sound like fucking physical graffiti. 
I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, this has got to be... Because I got that edition that's got all the bonus tracks and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, this has got to be a bonus track. There's no way this could be, uh, you know, a regular album track. So I looked it up today. Not only was this piece of shit on the regular album, it was the opening track. Oh, I love that song, Gas in the Tank. Gas in the... Are you fucking kidding me? That was the most, like, generic, horrible fucking Scorpion... I've never heard that one they did that was the, the techno album or whatever. But, oh my God, I thought that song was fucking... Horrible. Poor you seriously, you like gas in the tank, huh? <laughs> Dude, I love that whole album, even the bonus tracks. All right, oh my I, will God. Say, I will say one of the bonus tracks, and I can't remember the name of the track, is probably my least favorite song, and it is kind of goofy. It's not, you know, it, it I'd expect it on a shitty Scorpion Jump, but I can't remember the name of the song, but he goes, Hello world, how are you today? Some shit. <laughs> it's like it's like a spoken word. Uh, and it's kind of goofy as fuck, but in a way, it's, I don't know, dude. The Gas in the Tank, the whole fucking album, man. The, the title track, uh, Seven Sun, I love it all, dude. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to give up on it. I'm not going to give up on it because I love the Scorpions. But man, I, just, I, I that track was so fucking, you know, it was retarded lyrically. It was retarded musically. I mean, there was no muscle behind that. I mean, well, that's always been retarded lyrically. I mean, they're German. They're right, not English. Hey, hey, it's not like they're French. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh man, I, I was really let down by that because I, I did. I got all excited when I saw it came up on the phone. I was like, oh man, all right, I want to check this out. Oh, oh, give me rhythm of love any day over fucking oh. gas tank. Oh my god! Let's be together. <laughs> Hey, that's how fucked up I am. You'll find out, you know, when we review this. Yeah, dude, I, I, I was excited. New Scorps, I was about to see them at the Monsters of Rock show. And that was the opening single. I was like, oh, come on. What and, the hell is this shit? And, yeah, and I, the same reaction that you did with Gas and yeah, That was yeah. the reaction I got for Rhythm of Love. Oh, and I love Rhythm of Love. <laughs> Still do to this day. But, we, but we as, we, each other. as we always talk about, you know, timeline and content. That was my first Scorpions album, was Savage and Music. Or no, it might have been Worldwide Live. I think. Yeah, that, that 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 is a weak album. Dude. I like the first one. Was it? Don't stop at the top. Somewhere. Yeah, don't stop at the top. But, that was uh, song. No, I, but but I mean, I there's certain songs that I like off of it. But like listening to it now, I definitely realize it's it's a weak Scorpions album. I, I'll admit that, but. Uh, because of timeline, I love rhythm of love. I love passion rules the game. Ooh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> passion rules the game. Ooh, <laughs> I know. And it, dude, I've talked about that a million times. There's so much shit that I love because when I was a teenager, that if I listen to it, you know, for the first time now, there's no way. There's no way I would fucking dig it. You know. And, and I think that's going to come into play with the, the album we talk about later. Uh, you know, that, that maybe if I would have heard it when I was a teenager, there might have been something. But listening to it for the first time at 48, I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. But, 
In other news, uh, sad news for Aerosmith drummer uh, Joey Kramer. Man, he, he's had a bad run these last couple of years with his band, and now his wife died. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, died at 55. That's that's young. I, I, I say that because it's only seven years older than me. It's, it's younger than me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, they haven't said yet uh, what she died of, but, uh, you know sad for him but in positive news steven tyler's doing amazingly well after latest rehab stuff well that's not good yeah fucking yeah yeah so just when you thought the fucking new aerosmith album couldn't get worse enough you know uh yeah he's sober again so yeah there's no hope for aerosmith no hope at all that's a band i hope never comes back i hope they never tour again I hope they never put out another record. Just just stop. Just fucking stop. You you had an amazing run, you know, you're rich. Just leave it alone. Stop fucking it up, man. Did you ever hear that last Aerosmith album? I never did, dude. Never did. Oh man. You know, I you know what stopped me from listening to it is because, you know, I saw the amount of tracks were on it. And I was like, I'm, you know what? I haven't heard anything good. And really, do I want to like sit through all this crap? Yeah. Yeah. Sem- 17 or 15, whatever the fuck it is. You know, that's horrible. Whenever you see an album with that many tracks nowadays from, from, from a, a legacy band, there's like, no, 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 no. I don't give a fuck who you are. You know, I, I remember the, the last like true Stone Studio album. I did like a lot. But there was way too many tracks. Follow Ian's rule of ten, okay? And you trim so much fat, and you look better. You look 30, better. Thirty-two minute albums, dude. Yeah, you know everybody. Oh well, it's been seven years since we put out an album, so we're gonna put out everything that we tried in the studio. It just, you know, it could take an album that has the potential of, of being memorable and just makes it forgettable. You know, and th- that last Aerosmith was, oh, um, but I mean, really, when's the last time they put out a, a album worthy of the Aerosmith name? I mean, I like some of Nine Lives. I like Pump a lot, but man, seriously, dude, everything from fucking uh, the first album all the way to side one of Rock in a Hard Place to me is the essential. Right. Well, well even, you know, you, you brought up a great Nine Lives. There's some songs I really like on Nine Lives. But yeah. it, it's like nine songs too long. That's what they should have called it. Nine songs too long. Or or five ballads too many. You know? Yeah. Uh, horrible. All right. Let's see what the fuck else is going on. Uh, let's see. Fucking uh, Chili Peppers canceled the show because somebody's sick. Everybody's getting sick. Sepultura is playing without Andreas. I, I don't think he's sick though. I think there was a family emergency or some shit. But goddamn, just stop the tour. Man, I saw I, uh, a couple weeks back. I was at a karaoke bar. Uh-huh. Some guy up there sang "Under the Bridge," the Red Hot Chili. Oh, oh no, dude! Seriously, when him singing it, like the person next to me said, "This has to be the worst karaoke I ever heard." And I'm like, dude, that shit sounds like the record to me. It really did. <laughs> you know, I see. I mean, it was bad, but he. I think he nailed it. You know, I don't ever want to feel. You don't need to be a train. Any rookie can go up there and sing Anthony Kiedis. Uh, I know you're a fan of everything, but come on, man. You got to be honest. The guy's like, oh, uh, he's like a karaoke singer. 
and why would you do that song? And I got to admit, man, I, I love that song the first time. But I was already sick of that song before it was a single. You know? Oh, man. And then the kind of people who would get up and sing that at a karaoke bar. You know who would do that? Mark Elton Taylor would do that at a karaoke bar. <laughs> and then that's, that scream at everybody that, that didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. He, he'd be a guy that would have the whole... You know, songbook of Queensryche, and he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna pick a gem off American Soldier." <laughs> you know, it's like, ah. And Mark uh, and Mark Daly be like, "Good pick, good pick, Mark." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's edgy. That's <laughs> edgy. <laughs> True fans know that song. Oh God. All right. Well, here's the obligatory kiss story for you, fucking nerd, sheep fucks. I'm a yeah. Kiss twats. Uh, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, and Peter Chris no longer have the physical stamina to play a full Kiss song. And neither does Kiss. They need tape. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, you, you stole the joke. It's like, yeah, you, they can't even sing, and you're bitching about these guys. You know what and, I love? What Gene Simmons said too. This was an older story. If Geddy Lee was to go up on stage with what Gene Simmons wears on stage, he'd pass on 30 minutes. Let's analyze this for a second. Do you think that Gene Simmons is in better shape than Geddy Lee? Yeah. But Geddy I, Lee I, not only will, will be able to wear Gene's costume, he'll sing, play the keyboards, and the bass at the same time. <laughs> and and songs that Gene can't play. He can do Xanadu in that goddamn outfit. And La Vila Strangiato. He'd pass out from singing those stupid fucking songs. That's what it'd be. The yeah. the shame would knock Getty Lee unconscious. <laughs> oh my god, you fucking kiss fucking tarts. But what what I love though, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna save it, you know, as as a secret for you, so it'll be it'll be a present. But you came up with a brilliant idea last episode, and I, I did it before once as a joke, but. You brought up a great idea. You know, when we're doing these fan episodes, we're talking about these these lesser-known bands that, you know, people see the title and it might not attract their attention. You know, you're like, hey, put in the headline, you know, we're talking about Poison and, and, and the fucking, and the stadium tour. And the last episode with Galactic Cowboys did a lot better right out the gate than, than a lot of these other fan episodes. And, and, and I think Galactic Cowboys would have got less hits than all the fan episodes if it wasn't for that headline. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been, like, right, right there with fucking, uh, what's that crap you loved? Uh, My Chemical Romance, which I think still is, like, our, our worst episode, numbers-wise, ever. Uh, you know, but you came up with this great idea, you know, add that to the headline. So I think that's something I'm going to do. You know, for the remainder of the fan episodes, I'm just going to come out with this wacky-ass fucking headline that's going to attract attention, that's going to have nothing to do <laughs> with the episode. And it's not going to be true. It's not going to be nothing. I'm just going to add some wacky shit. And, and you know, it's going to piss some people off because there's going to be some people who either are casual listeners or people who've never checked out our show, but they'll tune in because of what I fucking write. And I, I'm going to have fun with it. You know, and that's how I'm going to make up for reviewing, in my opinion, some lackluster albums, you know, and it'll, it'll help the show. So, yeah. so that, that, that was a great idea. But yeah, I, I think it's funny that, that Gene said this, and uh, you, you know, none of them can play a fucking full show, and none of them can do what they fucking used to do, but man, it's always 
Gene and Paul or, or Ace and Peter trying to downplay, you know, the importance of, of the others, you know, yeah. you know, you know, Gene, uh, Ace and Peter, oh, it never would have happened without us. And, you know, and then you got Paul and Gene on the other side and they're constantly putting each other down. And it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. You know, you know, you got a bunch of senior citizens fighting over some goddamn Bay City Roller level songs. You know, oh, fucking people. Oh, but they got makeup on, so they're cool. They were the best with Ace and Peter, period. Love gone down. Best material they've done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking 1976. It's 2022, and motherfuckers are still fighting. He's wearing the wrong makeup. Ooh, <laughs> oh, my know. God. What is, what, I would love to see kids do Radar for Love. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what made me puke so much. What was that shit, that horrible shit that fucking uh Chris Jericho did? Bosnia. Uh, oh oh uh, no, uh Silver Spoon. His band, <laughs> his band covered Silver Spoon and Paul Stanley's like my favorite track off Hot in the Shade. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. You fucking kiss tards. Oh, my God. All right. Let's see what else we got. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, delay till uh, we have to review this album. Oh, now this is nice. I wish I, I bet you, oh, I would say Edwin Canastracci is going to be there, but that son of a bitch is in Tampa now. Uh, but hopefully, um, God damn it. I'm having a brain fart. Who's our other LA guy? Oh, uh, um, um, Kavanaugh. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's going to be at the Rainbow Bar and Grill where they're going to be celebrating what would have been the 80th birthday of Ronnie James Dio. Nice. Now that's rock and roll. That That's a fucking bar I'd want to be at. You know, a crowd I would want to hang out at. You know, where a bunch of people are celebrating the 80th birthday of Ronnie James Dio. Some really, really good fucking music. And, spoiler alert already, we are going to record tomorrow. We're saying, God damn it, we love you fans, but fuck it. We are going to do Holy Diver by Dio. Because we just want to talk about something we love, goddammit. Yeah, yeah, we're both, you know, because, you know, Ian was like, he's, you know, he's had a mission. Listen to this next one, you know, which I love, but I said, the next one, we need to do something that we both love. But I will say this, and not to discredit Dio, but you, did you know the last time I saw Dio, he was singing to tapes? What? Yeah, the Dio hologram show. Oh. <laughs> what a disappointment. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I was like, wait a second. I think I think Dio's fucking miming this shit. <laughs> oh man, remember Dio? Remember when people sang? Yeah, remember. Uh, remember when people didn't sing and their, their lives were ruined, like Millie Vanilli and Ashley Simpson? All yeah. the old days. Get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sick of all you fucking Kiss fans slut shaming fucking Ashley Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> but, when that's what you're paying to see. You're paying to say, see Ashley Stanley in yeah, fucking clown yeah. makeup. 
fucking losers. Grow up. Get a job. Make yeah. your stop making your mom make your hot pockets. Yeah, exactly. Do it yourself. It's only Move. like a minute twenty on the microwave, you prick. Yeah. Hey, do these people realize if you sell all those kiss dolls, you can move out of your mom's house? I did. <laughs> That's how I got out. <laughs> the Migos. Uh, the Migos uh, dolls. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, well. That out there made me a millionaire. <laughs> well, I think we have we have gone through the news, so there's no beating around the bush here. We got to get into the album. And this is one I was actually really looking forward to. Uh, I sent Ralph the list, you know, compiled of our, our last fan episodes. And because, uh, you know, I, I know how you are with albums. And I know like, oh, God, I never heard that. I got to study that. So I just figured I'd send it to you, let you pick one. And then you pick this album that we're going to talk about, which is the second album from Sanctuary, Into the Mirror Black. Yeah, Ian, yeah. stop asking me to do shit. Look, look how, how much I make. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I was like, okay, right on. Now this is a band. I, I, I guess I'll go first, and then I'll let you talk about it. Uh, I I knew of the band, uh, but basically I knew them more from, you know, the album cover to their first album. You know, it was done by Ed Ripka or Ripka, however you say his name. Guy did a lot of classic metal albums, did a lot, you know, Megadeth and shit like that. And I downloaded their catalog and I'd listened to the first album. Uh, Refuge uh, Denied. Yeah, yeah. I'd listened to a song off of that just to see what it was like. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, thrashy. I like this. Uh, and it was one of those bands I put on the back burner. I was like, Okay, yeah, I need to check them out because I knew, you know, a couple of guys went on to uh, form Nevermore. And I was like, yeah, I need to check them out too because, uh, again, a band I downloaded their catalog uh, and listened to a few songs here and there. I'm like, man, I, I kind of like this shit. Okay, so put it on the back burner. This is one of those bands you got to check out. So when you sent me this is what you wanted to review, I was like, awesome. Okay, okay, we're getting to a metal band. You know, okay, yeah, they're kind of thrashy. Yeah, I can't wait to check this out. Uh, but I never heard any of their, um, you know, I knew about World Dane, you know, and Passed Away and everything. And all. I, you know, I knew the history, but I didn't know the music. But I was excited about this. I was like, okay, good, a good metal album. That's what I thought. <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert, not a fan of this album, but God damn it, we're going to review it, and we're going to review it for an awesome fucking fan of the show, an awesome listener, Jeff Kerr, who paid $120. Wow. Yes, Jeff has three episodes. Jeff has three episodes we're going to do, and one I'm pretty sure I'm already going to hate, and one I think I'm going to like. I think it's a band I really think I'm going to like. The other one, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like. But God damn. I mean, that that's the kind of incredible listeners we have. And I feel bad when it's an album that, that I'm going to shit upon. But man, for a guy to pay that much and pick three albums, God bless you, Jeff. Dave bless you. 
you know that that's fucking awesome and it's about time we get to your fuck you know at least one of your fucking reviews you pay for three it just shows the incredible audience that we have you know we have listeners that share our show unlike mark alvin taylor <laughs> you know and and don't blame it on lee because people love lee yeah but uh, yeah, this was this was a rough listen to with me. But uh, one thing I will say, I don't know, maybe I should say, I, I, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and say it now. Okay, so didn't really care for this, but I went back and listened to a track off of Refuge Denied, and I was like, yeah, okay, thrashy. I like that. I like the sound of it, you know. And then I checked; they did a reunion album. They broke up after this album. They did a reunion album called. Uh, the sun. I have it on vinyl. I can't remember. Uh, the year the sun died. Yeah. I listened to the first two tracks. Fucking loved them. Loved them. I was like, what the fuck? So I guess with me, all the hatred you're going to hear out of me is focused on this album and not the band. Like the first one, like the reunion album, but this one, eh. But Ralph, you you know this stuff, you know you know this band. You have much more history. How did you discover uh, Sanctuary? Well, I, I at Refuge and I, of course, there was a Dave connection. Dave Mustaine produced it, and there was no video for it. But I heard Battle Angels, and I was like, oh man! So I ran out and bought it. Then I saw them on that tour, open for Megadeth and Warlock, which was awesome. Then they came back and headlined Summers on the Beach on this tour. And, yep, Ian hates it, doesn't like it at all. And, dude, I'm listening to the vinyl today, and I thought, man, let me go on Google now and type up metal albums of 1989. And there were some good ones. Wasp, Headless Children. Well, this is 1990 this came out. What? Yeah, Uh, well, early. It came out in February of 1990. Okay, well, well, judging by 89 music, if it came out in 89, I'd say it was the best album of 1989. And 1989 has a great album. Uh, looking at 1990, yeah, I wouldn't put it above Rust in Peace. You know, I know that came out in 90. And I'd have to look through that list. But I absolutely love this album. I think this album's a masterpiece. And when it came out, it just blew my fucking mind because it is, a, yeah, it is different than the first album, but it's a kind of... I don't know, way way ahead of its time, I thought. There's this... Well, I I would like to get into that later, the whole Seattle connection with this band and bands like Metal Church and Queensryche, how they're so similar in so many ways. And uh, and they're from Seattle, you know? It's almost like, you know, you know, what we know Seattle as, you know, the grunge and staring at your shoes, wah, wah lyrics. Yeah, these bands had those wild wild lyrics too, uh, but they they rocked. It was more metal, but you know, I mean, I guess it's really depressing living in that fucking place, you know, to come up with these fucking sad sack songs, but uh, sad sack lyrics. But yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I think it's a masterpiece. I like it more than uh, uh, the other two. We're the opposite, but wow. I, but I do love the other two. I love them a lot, and but I think this one is. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's weird because the last one reminds me more of this than Refuge Denied. It sounded like the progression from this album. 
But I absolutely love it, man. I, I just think it's a masterpiece. And I also want to throw in, if people, because I will forget, uh, <clears throat> uh, Worldane. Uh, I've met him on several occasions during the Nevermore years, not during the Sanctuary. Dude, other than Ronnie James Dio, nobody was cooler. He was so nice, but always extremely drunk. And if people want to uh, remind me, because I forget to do this, remind me of the picture I have holding up World Dane. Because so, me and two friends are holding him up because he's so fucked up. And uh, he was just, I mean, no matter how obliviated that guy was. He was so fucking friendly. You know, when I already died, man, that really depressed me. Because he was a really kind, happy-go-lucky, you know. I, I understand he, he, he sobered up later in life. But at that time, man, that guy, man, was the drunkest fucker. But also, like, the most cool guy to be around, you know. And, uh, and, I, and I absolutely love, love, love his voice. Yeah, in the first album, he sounds like he's on helium. I mean, the whole album he's singing really high. Where here he mixes it up, throws the highs, but m mostly more in the lower register. You know, I, I mean, I, I have a sneaky uh, suspicion in that you'll even hate Nevermore more than this, because uh, Never, Nevermore was very much like this. Well, I, I went and listened to because I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to see like, oh, because I, I, I remember when I downloaded Nevermore. I was like, eh, let me check it out. Heard a lot about him, you know, mostly about Jeff Loomis, you know, his guitar playing and stuff. So I was like, let me check it out today. And I listened to the first two songs on the first uh, Nevermore album, and I didn't mind it. Okay. I, I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't something like, oh yeah, I got to go out and buy that. But it didn't bother me as much as this album. Yeah, that yeah. first track is awesome. Tomorrow Never Knows off the first Nevermore. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that, that's, uh, that's the opening track. I listened to that, and I dug it. You know, I, I, it, it didn't like, oh, I got to hear every album now, but it didn't offend me like this one does. Right. And like I said, I listened to the first two on the, you know, the reunion album, and I really dug them. And... I didn't listen to Refuge today, but I remember like years ago I listened to one track and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then just out of curiosity, I listened to the White Rabbit cover and I thought that was fucking horrible. Oh, I love that. That's you know that's Dave Mustaine on guitar on that song. Oh God, I, I just that's just one of those songs you don't cover. You don't you, you know there's there's nothing you're gonna add to that song and it's an overplayed song as it is and you're never gonna better it. So leave it alone. Leave it alone. To me, that, that that's as bad as Megadeth doing it. Uh, you know. Any, no, no, any no, uh, what cover has Megadeth done that's any good? All I, of them I, I, I would say it's as bad as Motley Crue doing Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> that, that was really bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it just didn't, it didn't sit well with me. But listening to it, though, I could tell why you liked it. Just knowing like different bands that you like and stuff like that, I can get why you picked it. But you know, mm. it's not, not your bag, Daddy. No, not not my bag, not my bag. And if you like it, great. You know, and if somebody listens to this episode and like, hey, I'll check it out, and you love Sanctuary, more power to you, man. I'm I'm happy for you. I love when we can turn anybody on to anything. 
you know, even the Galactic Cowboys. Uh, I, I saw some messages where some people were like, ah, you know, didn't mind it or I really like that album. Hey, great. No, I sincerely apologize to getting you into Galactic Cowboys. Hey, I, I tell you what, I'd, I'd much rather, I'd much rather listen to that Galactic Cowboys album again than this. Oof. Oof. Holy shit. But he since, metal. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was going to go. I was going to make a joke because it, it, it made me feel like that when I was listening to this. It was like, yeah, I do. I do hate metal. <laughs> I, hate, I, I hate this kind of metal. And and I'll get into that more in the in the reviews. But since you like it, why don't you take the opening track and uh, the single off the album? I guess there was a video for this. Future Tense. Yeah, what a hell of an opener, man! I love that o- opening. That's like bleak, and it goes into this massive metallic riff. And the lyrics are very much of the time, but still current. You know, I mean, uh, you know, talking about you know, kind of like uh, what, what was the guy's name? Jim Baker. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jessica Hahn thing, but you know, and then politician, and then you know, it touches upon what was going on at that time, but also the stuff that's still going on today that was going on at that time. Um, I just think it's awesome. I think the opening that riff is fucking great, man. And uh, I think every syllable that comes out of this guy's fucking mouth is fucking badass, you know. What a loss, you know. And I love also that fast-paced, crushing ending to the song. Killer opening track, Ian. I love it. All right. Uh, well, kind of like uh, you said about a song on, on our last episode, uh, this would have been best as an instrumental to me. What really turned me off was the vocals on this. Uh, to me, it's it's like the guy couldn't decide. And, and sure, he was a nice guy and everything. But on this album, you know, you know, are you King Diamond or are you Jeff Tate? And I notice a lot, even lyrically on this, I think this is a, you know, this is a poor man's attempt at like some Operation Mind Crime, uh, you know, social commentary kind of thing. And and then it makes sense. I find out they're from Seattle. And listening to this album, a lot of it makes sense because I think a lot of this is like z-grade like ripping off uh queensryche you know like old queensryche i get that vibe from it this is a much more what they call progressive metal uh power metal uh than the first album which was more thrash at least what i heard of it. uh but this it really seemed like you know third rate queensryche wannabe shit and the vocals really turned me off. Really turned me off. And I don't like the production either. Howard Benson, I'm not a fan of him as a producer. Uh, I know he, he did a Motorhead album that I actually, I like a lot of the songs. I believe he did Overnight Sensation. And I like a lot of the songs, but I'm not a huge fan of the production. I think it's very dated. Very dated sounding and, and neutered. Uh, too cleaned up, too polished. I know, Ralph, that's not an issue for you, but for me, the production kills this album. Very much a timeline, and not a good timeline. Um, yeah, it didn't do much for me. But I'll take the next song, uh, Taste Revenge. I put, this is some sabotage you belong in a bar shit. And 
that's what kind of I, I kind of got that vibe as I was listening to it because it really reminded me of Sabotage too. Definitely going for that like early Fates Warning, early Queensryche Sabotage kind of fucking you'll never ever kiss a girl kind of metal that I'm just not a fan of. And I know there's a market out there for that. There's people who love fucking Sabotage. Never got it, you know. Uh, tried listening to Early Fates Warning. Don't fucking get it. I'm actually a fan of, like, later day Fates Warning, like the shit now with Joey Vera. I like a lot more than what's considered their classic shit. Um, it just isn't my bag at all. This is some kind of just fucking nerd metal shit. I'm sorry, you know. It's like, I, you know, I know, you know, cock rock, the goofiness of that. I, I, I get it, but I, I can deal with that better than I can this because musically it doesn't have like the fucking, it doesn't hold me as well as the thrash bands that were out at this era or even the, the classic metal bands, you know, like your maidens or your priest. It just sounds like shit I've heard a gazillion times. And I've heard it done much better. Even the earlier Queensryche, you know, I, I, I think is better than this. And I like Queensryche. I'm not a huge, huge Queensryche fan, but there's a lot of people who like, you know, the, the EP and the warning and Rage for Order, they have in such high self-esteem. And to me, Operation Mindcrime climbs to the top of the Empire State Building and takes a tremendous fucking dump on those first three Queens Rikes. You know, I like them, but I, I just think Operation is so like night and day. That's the best thing they've ever done. Best thing they'll ever do. You know, I just, I just, I would rather hear that a gazillion times more than the warning. And, the, and this just seems like people who are like, oh, they're all about warning era Queens Rike and, and those early, uh, uh, Fates warning albums and shit, and just power fucking D and D nerd fucking metal. It just it doesn't get me. But I didn't grow up with this either, so maybe if I would have been into this back then, there would be some kind of like, oh, you know, I associate it with this or that, you know. But listening to it now for the first time at forty eight, it offers me absolutely nothing. Uh, not a fan. What do you think of Taste Revenge? Oh, I love this song. It's a crushing track. It's not traditional metal. It's not thrash. To me, they were kind of like Metal Church. Didn't you slam on the first Metal Church album? Didn't yeah, I was, well, wasn't a fan of that one either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, an, an, another Seattle band. Yeah, and uh, but, you know, I mean, like he was saying before, and but I'll say it in a different context. <clears throat> I do agree with you. It's nerd metal. But I don't agree with the Dungeon and Dragon part because I, I, I never played that shit. But but it is like somebody that, that was in my timeline. This is definitely like you know I'm a metal nerd. I love metal music as a nerd, and this was in my wheelhouse, man. I mean I, I love that first Metal Church. I love Operation Mindcrime. Don't get me wrong, but I prefer Rage for Order. I prefer right. the Warning. I prefer the EP. But I love. I think that's where they peak was Operation Minecraft. After that, but I do yeah. like some of here and the out front here. But, you know, but but that's about it. But um, 
I, I, I love this song, and it's like, to me, this song tells, tells me what metal is all about. It's an angry song, and it's a song about, you know, taking revenge. And I, I dedicate this shit to fucking Terrence for all the bullshit he says about us. You know, no more hatred. I take my revenge. Hey, did you hear the last episode, Terrence? I challenged you, bitch. We haven't heard from him, have we? No. Mr. Mr. Chessbeater. Oh, I'm the king of the jungle, yeah. Yeah, right. But yeah, this song crushes, man. You take the first blow, I'll take revenge. And I love it. I love when he does the King Diamond and what was the other one? What was the lower one you said? He's trying to be Jeff Tate or whatever. Yeah, between Jeff Tate and, and King Diamond, I yeah. hear a lot of that shit. I love when he's like, the shock of surprise is in your eyes. I love that shit. But uh, all right, I'll take the next one. Uh, Long Since Dark. Oh, man, what an amazing song. Killer riffs, killer vocals, just a hard-driving song. Um, and I think World Dane's voice, like, fits this so well, this music. And and I think the man is an underrated genius, too, because um, the the lyrics this guy writes, and, and it's all over this song. It's just... The way he just enunciates shit, you know, it's just, I love it. I love his vocal changes and I love the, and, and you know, and I do love that, you know, John Arch, uh, Faith Warning, you don't like, uh, I don't think this is like that. Cause I think that one's a little more prog where this one like dabbles in prog. It's not really prog, but you know, in a lot of ways it's straight ahead metal too. It's just straight metal. And it does have some little changes here that makes it. Somewhat proggy, but not nowhere near Fate's Warning. Or even early Queensryche, for that matter. Uh, but I love it. I love this song, Ian. Long since dark. Now hurt my widow feelings. <laughs> all right. This is some one-note shit that all sounds the same. Three songs in, and I can't tell the difference between any one of them. Uh, definitely get the feeling this is tied between Warning Era, Queensryche, and Sabotage. Which I, I, I don't get, you know. Um, and, and I'll say, like, Warning, I, out of the early Queensryche, Warning's my least favorite. I'll take the EP and, and Rage for Order over the Warning. But it, it sounds like these guys were weaned on it. And, and again, it makes sense. They're all from Seattle, you know. And the same with Metal Church. Metal Church, I know so many people like Metal Church. And I guess I just I just missed the boat on this shit, you know, because I have no ties to it from the past, and listening to it now, just nothing fucking grabs me. N not a fan of this one. But then we'll go into the next song, which is Epitaph. Uh, okay, this one's kind of a a little ballady kind of thing. I don't know. I call it silent stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. You're not King Diamond. Um, and, and, and no, it's not as much as a ballad as Silent Lucidity, but you know, you can tell they're going for the you know slower tempo kind of shit, like trying to be epic. But to me, it's just I don't know. I I just see like mullets and fucking just trying too hard, you know, trying to be something. I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't hit the mark for me. What do you think of Epitaph, Ralph? Masterpiece, man. Gives me the goosebumps with that eerie intro. Um, uh, I remember um, 
No, it wasn't this song. It was a future song coming up. But I love Warhol's beautiful yet somber vocals on this. Got killer uh, build-ups. And I think the band is very locked in. And it's some amazing riffs and song structures. This is a fucking great song, Ian. Seriously, it really is. All right, okay. I'll, take, I'll take the next one. Eden Lies Obscured. This one, I remember they opened the show when I saw this tour. And listening to this today, because I put on the vinyl today, uh, and um, I never noticed what an amazing lyricist this guy was. You know, I knew he was great, but now, you know, listening to today, I have a whole new appreciation because I was sitting down reading the lyrics and um, to this to this whole album, really. But where he says, sing a song of sadness of lunacy's mad love, bastardized by the dogs of war, a woman stale pure, made a whore, lead us through history, killed for Eden's gain. You know, it's downright amazing to me, and, and so is the song. It, it, it's a masterpiece. There you go, Eden. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather hear She's My Cherry Pie, Put a Smile on Your Face Three Miles Wide. Tastes so so good, make a grown man cry. Sweet cherry pie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, this one did nothing for me. I put more bad Queensryche. Uh, It's just, it was really, really hard to distinguish uh, the songs here. Because to me, I mean, it's really... I I, I don't know. If, If you like the first song... You're going to love the rest of the album, you know, but that one didn't get me and neither has anything since. And, uh, again, horrible, horrible production to my ears on this. I, I don't like the drum sound. Um, uh, I, I do like the bass. There is some interesting bass work and the bass player would go with, uh, Worrell into Nevermore. I think he's got some talent. But everything else is just, I've heard before and better. Not a fan. Then I'll take the next track. Uh, the title track, The Mirror Black. Well, kind of the title track. Uh, ACDC just called and said, how about some variety? Uh, yeah, again, it sounds like everything else on here. To me, there, there's no difference. No peaks and valleys. Just, in you know, it's like... You know, you, you see those things where they're checking somebody's heart and it goes up and it goes down. To me, this this whole thing's like a flat line. And I'm not on board. Not a fan of this song. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, this is my favorite song on the album. Uh, <clears throat> one of the greatest choruses in the history of metal. You can conquer your fears. Just look into the mirror. I love the how he blends his vocals on it. And uh, this song, I think, has a... Uh, Quite, quite killer, perfect light and shade. I like the killer riffs in, in that killer solo section. I think it crushes every note from every instrument in the song just rules way too hard. And the vocals keep it compact in pure awesome, man. All right, I'll take the next one. By the way, I love Sabotage. Next one's called <laughs> Seasons of Destruction. And and also, I, I don't like Cherry Pie. Um, I'm diabetic. <laughs> yeah, stay away yeah. Uh, Season of Destruction. Dude, that's that line. Feel my pain, live my sorrow. You know, see, Seattle bands were doing this shit before the shoegazers, you know? 
Uh, and, you know, they, they ruled the charge, but this didn't. Uh, these guys did it with more bone crushing metal. And this song indeed crushes, man. It's fucking killer. Season of Destruction. And I will say, with all the praise I give it, I'd say it's my least favorite on the album. But, man, feel my pain, live my sorrow. Hell yeah, I'm looking at my shoes while saying that again. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I wrote down for this one. Uh, I miss the Galactic Cowboys. Oh, Holy. oh, oh. Now, okay, now you upset me. <laughs> I was like, by the time this song came out, I was like, seriously. I, I, I think they offered more diversity, you know, is shitty as it was at least i was hearing something different again just more of the fucking same and i was thinking about because eventually i'm going to move to seattle uh to be closer to my son and my grandchildren uh and i was like i wonder if i'm gonna like get jumped by by some fucking uh uh fan of of whorls or something you know and they listen to this review and find out yeah yeah that's me uh, but god damn. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. And speaking of getting jumped, this is something I, for, I forgot to bring up in the news uh, segment. Did you hear about the, the long-haired drummer that got beat up in uh, Boston? Wow. Yeah, sad story. Uh, I, I didn't see it. It wasn't on Blabbermouth, but uh, actually the wife sent this to me. Because uh, she thought it fit in with what we talked about, and she was right. There's a drummer from a uh, a heavy metal band in Boston. Apparently, they have like a good, uh, you know, local following and shit. Got beat up by four guys for having long hair. And I ain't like, got that problem no more. I know, I know, but you know what it made me think of was you getting beat up for having a kiss shirt. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looking back, I deserved it. Yeah, yeah, you can say that, but uh, but but now you, you know I like God damn this day and age. And uh, apparently they he's there with his girlfriend, and they were calling him fag and all this stuff because he's got long hair. So I'm gonna call out. Remember, Mark Allen Taylor said that you know this show was irresponsible and dangerous because I called for people to beat up Sammy Hagar fans. No, no, Jackson set him on fire and killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Well, now, and now I, I'm going. I'm going to add to that list. So, for listeners of this show, if you see men with short hair, beat the shit out of them. Hey. Well, you got you got a shaved head. That's different. But you need to shave it. It's grown out a little bit. You need to shave yeah, it. Again. Yeah, it's already coming in. It's been a month, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so beat the fuck out of short-haired men, uh, the French, and Sammy Hagar fans. If you see any short-haired men, Sammy Hagar fans, or French people, beat them and burn them alive, uh, you know, to, to make up for what happened to this poor drummer. Apparently, uh, they, they really fucked him up. He's, you know, got like some head trauma and shit like that. But uh, crazy in this day and age that, you know, you get beat up for having long hair. Like, you know, it's, it's like, what is this, the fucking 50s again? But you know, six, you know, the you know, the 60s. You know, the ironic part is that most gay men have short hair. <laughs> you know, the guys with long hair are like horny guys that are heterosexual. Yeah, yeah, and, and most gay men live in Boston. 
too. And I think that's what it was. I, I think these were some, some men who were confused about their own sexuality who were attracted to this long-haired oh, metal drummer. I guarantee. And, and I couldn't guarantee, deal with it. I guarantee the guys that beat up that guy with long hair uh, look more like the gay people in Boston than that guy did. Yeah. And, and by gay people in Boston, we mean Terrence. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's a terrible thing to say about gay people. Gay people are awesome. Terrence is a dick. Yeah. And uh, this song sucks. But, you know, I mean, there are dicks that are gay, and Terrence is gay. So, I mean, it's a minority, but they, Terrence is a gay asshole that actually, Ian, uh, I think I told you this before, he actually has a tail. <laughs> I believe he does, just like the Pink Panther. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll take the next song, One More Murder. Ugh. This is why Metal Maniacs was in black and white. Uh, because of bands like this. Holy shit. Once again, same old, same old, one note, you know, and it, and I really feel bad shitting on this band, like liking some of what I heard on the first album and liking what I heard on the next album. But this is not my bag, man. This is. I mean, if you think like Sabotage, you know, Gutter Ballet is a good album, you might like this. But I think Gutter Ballet is a shit fucking album. And so is this. What do you think, Ralph? Oh, this song crushes, man. Um, I love the riff on this. And, uh... It, it would have been more controversial back then if these guys would have taken off because, you know, in the song they're calling out gangster rap and glamorizing drive-by shootings. You know, it's a social decay song. Though I, I will admit, I do not subscribe to this philosophy because if anybody out there listens to gangster rap and drive-by and then goes out there and does a drive-by, I don't blame the music for that. I blame the parents, you know? I was a kid listening to The Mentors. I didn't go out and rape chicks. But regardless, this song Skulls. One more murder makes no difference in Nasturit. Hell yeah. All right, I'll take the last one. Communion. I will not worship your deity. I love that. I think it's so badass. The vocal layers on the bridge and chorus always amaze me. And the outro of this song, uh, this song is just so good. It gives me chills. Um... I think uh, Sean and Lenny uh, have have to be one of the most underrated guitar duos. I think what they do in this song is just flat out phenomenal, man. I think it's a great ending to an amazing album, Communion. All right. Well, here's where we agree. I think this is the perfect way to end the album because this song is just as boring as shitty as the rest, so at least it has continuity. Oh, my God. And, and then what you say about blaming the parents. Um, I, I don't know about that. You know, Terrence's mom was a fucking whore. And Terrence, yeah. couldn't, get, Terrence couldn't get laid in a whorehouse. Yeah, but he got, he, he got his brain fucked. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yep. Black phallic trauma head syndrome. That's a real thing. I blame his whore mom for that. Well, I would rather get beat upside the skull by a humongous black penis than have to listen to this album again. But I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad Jeff Kerr liked it. And if somebody else becomes a fan of this band because of this episode, 
more power to you. This one was released February 27th, 1990, released on Epic Records. They were still on a major label at this time, which Dave Mustaine helped them get on Epic. Uh, Howard Benson produced it. And uh, I don't know. It just reminds me of, man, I wish I could come up with something as genius as this. And I mentioned it before. But the great Baco from Covers and Fire podcast. I love that uh, guy. Yeah, I, I think he said it the best. You know, there, there's there's bands that people think are underrated. There's bands that people think are overrated. I think this is a band that's perfectly rated. Perfectly rated and deserve to sell what they sell. I don't think there's anything special here. I don't think there's anything groundbreaking. But that's just my opinion. Uh, Ralph thinks this one, this is his favorite Sanctuary album. Uh, so there you go. You can get with this, or you can get with that. Uh, I hope Jeff, you liked it. Uh, I know he must because he he uh, he picked it. But if there's other people go out there and check this out, and you love it, great. If not, come have a beer with me. I liked it more than cherry pie. <laughs> well, that makes one of us. All right. Well, I saw Warren not too long ago, and when they played Cherry Pie, dude, they played it perfectly. That shit was terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me. And yet, the only song I like from them, Uncle Tom's Cabin, they butchered. Oh, that's fucked up. For me, it was. All right. Well, now it's time for you to sing your song. Now it's time. It's the only time that you can say in before Ralph pick of the week. <laughs> and my pick of the week this week is a thrash band. Uh, and this one, they're not as well known in the States. I've tried. Oh, you said not as well. <laughs> they're, they're not as well known here. Uh, and I would like to change that. And I post a lot on our Facebook page about them. What, what, what do you think? You're going to change it? What do you think? You got some power? Hey, everybody, all three of you listeners that listen to this episode about Sanctuary, let me wake your ass up. Hey, once I put a title on here, five people are going to listen to this episode. Yeah. Uh, can I suggest a title? Go ahead. Uh, on this episode? Well, that's too long to write. How about just say, every KISS member's penis size plus Sanctuary into the mirror black <laughs> that's pretty good that's in the yeah. running that, that, yeah. that's that's almost better than what i was gonna pick i might, I might go with that <laughs> i might go that you you win by a head <laughs> and it's not peter chris's uh but this is a band i really love from greece so you know they're gonna fuck you in the ass Sui <laughs> suicidal angels I'm not from Australia. No, no, they're from Greece. Yeah, it's a good band. I like them. Yeah, and, and the album I'm picking is 2014's Divide and Conquer. Yeah. And and if you like old school metal, uh, you know, old school thrash in particular, uh, check these guys out. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of blasted this band for like ripping off and sounding like people and there's probably a million thrash bands that you can say, ah, oh, that sounds like that, but I don't I don't care. To me, it's good thrash that they're playing. 
and it's so good to see you know they're not like a new new band anymore but to me as an old fuck they're a newer band but you can tell where their heart is and and what you know what their influences are and it's just great straight up thrash i like the vocals i like the guitar work the drumming the production you can't go wrong i haven't heard a bad album from i like all their first couple albums you know a little bit more primitive you know especially in the production era but from this album on holy shit i mean if you love fucking you know megadeth testament you know overkill shit like that you know good metallica check check out suicidal angels divide and conquer i really think you'll dig it that is my pick of the week yeah all you assholes out there that pissed at ian ripping on into the mirror black i love that that divine conquer album from suicidal angels so so don't take ian's word for it take mine there you go all right i got a really weird piece of the week it's a first Ooh. my pick this is it's not an album it's on several albums actually led zeppelin d tracks with the wanton song Fuck mm. many more times down by the seaside mm. stuff like that uh led zeppelin were fucking geniuses yes a lot of songs are burnt out i love those songs too uh except for the deep track the crunch and anything off codec except for oh that's another thing i, I would like to talk about we're gonna groove that <laughs> that footage on fucking youtube of zeppelin doing can you imagine how mind-blowing it was i think that was like in january of 1970 walking in and seeing them play we're gonna groove with fucking everybody people talk about ah oh, jimmy page is sloppy look at that fucking footage the band i mean john paul jones is all over the fretboard robert plant singing his ass off and of course john bonham beating the fuck out of his drums you know that's on coda too and wearing and terror and those are two great uh, deep tracks on that album on uh, that shitty Zeppelin album but everything that they did when they were around was fucking great and uh, my pick of the week are Led Zeppelin deep tracks the Rover Custom no album. nice hell yeah 10 years gone hot sign for nowhere hot sign yeah yeah presents from presents great great song for your life yeah it's- yeah, it, it is a good band, and it's it's easy to like dismiss them because of the burnout factor. But man, you hear some songs like that 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 aren't as overkill, man. You just appreciate the genius of fucking Zeppelin. I, I, I you know what, man? I'm all for anybody. All right, you don't like Zeppelin? That's cool. I'm cool with people's opinion, musical opinion. But I'll be honest with you, Ian. Anybody that doesn't like Led Zeppelin, I ain't gonna leave my wallet around them. Oh no! Oh no! No, no, no you can't do that goes for for beatles haters too yeah and i don't don't leave my kitty porn around fucking kiss fans yeah you know know i take it that should come up missing yeah all right well now it's time to go on fan of the week and what a fan we have this week jeff kerr holy shit i mean just the fact that this guy would have gave us that much money and man he picked some some off the wall shit too like None of none of what he picked would would be on Terrence and Friends because none of it. I think combined the three albums he picked sold ten copies. 
combined. Terrence and friend. Yeah, and 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 that's after that's after you take away their family buying copies to make them feel good. Uh, but man, Jeff, I I you know appreciate you. He's been around for a long time, been on the page since 2015. Was that like a year after we started? And he's still there. And uh, man, sorry it took this long to get to one of your reviews, but your other ones will be coming up. Not next week. <laughs> Yeah, we're taking a break. We're both going to be happy next week. Yeah, yeah, we're taking a break. But, man, we hope you enjoyed this. We hope we made you laugh. And uh, we appreciate you so, so much, brother. So thank you, Jeff Kerr, for being our fan of the week. Yeah, thank you, Jeff, for this misunderstood masterpiece. All right, my outro, Ian. All right. Ian, you better call back to Sam Ralph before Ian, you son of a bitch. Pick of the week, it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you like this, or I, I should say, if you listen to this, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and co- if you're, if you're still listening. And come back next week when we review an album we both love, a classic metal album, Ronnie James Dio's debut album with the Dio band, Holy Diver. Right on. Hold on, Ian. I got to pass gas. Check it out. It's coming. Hold on. Damn it. Forget it. I think that was going to be a wet one. <laughs> I, I didn't feel well coming out. <laughs> Find out about the cleanup next week. I think I got rock- poopy. I wanted to. I wanted to fart too, so you can say, "No, at least that was better than what we fucking listened to this week." Well, we'll deal with the aftermath next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I wish I could have fucked Terrence's whore mom. You didn't. No, unfortunately. I'm not black, remember? <laughs> you are to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm brown <laughs> to him. 